the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to another edition of the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. And here he is, our financial and retirement expert in studio, Larry Rosenthal. Well, good morning, Chris, and how are you today? So far, so good, my friend. So far, so good. How are you? Um, wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Every day's a good day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Welcome to Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense, everyone. Here we're going to be discussing all the relevant topics in the financial markets, investment strategies, estate planning, taxes, whatever it may be. Give us a ring here at 855-ROSE-123. If you'd like to get your subject on the air here, no problem. You know, Chris, each week we start the show off with, <clears throat> you know, what happened in the markets this week and in the past week, and basically not too much happened. You know, the, the markets were down a little for the week, uh, just having a little bit of a pullback, all different types of reasons. Um, but the the economic data that came out this week actually looked a lot stronger than the way the markets played it out. And the market sort of dropped off a little bit yesterday because of an announcement by one of the presidential candidates. Uh, who might that be, Larry? Well, you know, it's a matter of sooner or later they start talking, okay? Okay. And uh, they provided some entertainment up until this point, and they probably will some more. Uh, <laughs> but, but anyway, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, though. Uh, Mrs. Clinton was talking about capital gains rates for top tax bracket taxpayers. And she announced that she wanted to change the tax brackets, you know, for, for top tax bracket uh, for capital gains. She is deciding that she wants to have people have longer-term investment horizons before you pull the money out from, from a non-IRA, non-retirement type of a plan to, to uh, um, stay at the 20% tax rate. Right now, the rule is this. If you purchase an asset, let's suppose you bought a stock, let's say at $1,000, you put $1,000 into the stock, and at the end of, oh, I don't know, uh, a year, well, if you if you sell that stock off within the first year, you'll pay ordinary income tax uh, taxes right. on the gain. Right. Suppose the stock started off at $1,000, it goes to 1500 which is a 50% return in this example, okay? Then on that $500 of, of earnings, you have to pay your ordinary income taxes on that, which what she's talking about is for the top tax bracket people, which is at 39.6%. 
Now she's, she's calling you, these reforms, by the way, right? Yes. Now, if you hold that stock for longer than a year, a year and a day, you bought you bought it at a thousand dollars, you sell it off at fifteen hundred dollars. Now your tax rate is only going to be twenty percent mm-hmm. on that five hundred dollars. So you're essentially looking at saving about 19.6% in taxes by holding it one day longer. She wants to take that time horizon now out six years. Oh, my. Really? And there's a schedule attached to it. Now, I understand what she's talking about, it, but, but, but I think, you know, we're missing the boat a little bit here on, on some areas. And, and, and this is not turning it into Republican-Democrat conversation whatsoever. This is turning it into taxes. Mm-hmm. And and so please, everyone, understand that. This is not a slant one way or, or the other. She's the first person to come out with, you know, tax numbers. I haven't heard anyone else yet. But I want to I talk about this because it brings up some interesting points, and I've done some research on this. And it, it does bring up some very valid points, okay, in, in what she's talking about. But, but time frames, you know, when, when, whenever politicians start talking about taxes and things, they, they, they put it through Congress, and it usually comes out a little different. Than, than what they initially started about. But it does open up for some interesting debate, and I'm going to show you how this will relay into our own financial planning uh, because that's ultimately what this show is about. We don't, you know, yeah, we want to make sure that we're giving education to listeners on how to manage their own personal finances, their investment strategies, to make sure that your goals are being accomplished college funding, buying a new car, uh, retirement planning, whatever the, the objectives may be. But she's talking about uh, a declining scale over six years. If you hold the asset for five to six years, then you're taxed at 24%. If you hold it from uh, four to five years, you're taxed at 28%. And all the way up to less than a year, it's going to be taxed at ordinary income tax rate. So she's extending the the one-year number to two years. If you hold that asset less than two years, you'll be taxed at 39.6. Between two and three years, 36%. Huh. So it's... It has a declining scale forward down there. Now, in, in, in looking at this, I've done some research on this here to really find out, you know, what are we going after? What are we looking at? And here's some interesting facts that, that, that play into to some of this stuff. And, and the question is maybe, maybe this is going after the, the wrong set of people. Because when we take a look at, at um, you know, after nine months of 2015, okay, uh, the, the, the fiscal year of 2015, which is ending, which ended June 30th, 2015, for the federal government, Uncle Sam has collected a dollar of tax receipts for every dollar 13 it lays out. Okay, <laughs> so so that created a a, thir- a 313 billion dollar deficit to date in in the last nine months. So I wonder if we could figure out a way to collect more money and slow down our spending at the same time. That, to me, looks like it would be some cooperation involved in it. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm, I do. So, so we're, we, we have a bucket. We're, we're pouring water into the bucket, but the bucket has some holes in it. We need to – what's the more, more efficient manner to figure out how to put more water in the bucket or plug up some of the holes that are in the bucket, right? Right. So, so maybe we need to have some sort of joint scenario there in order to – plug up some holes in the spending bucket that, that Congress has along with it. Then I went in and did some more research on all this stuff, and it and I came out with some very interesting things. 
you know, investors today, to, to, to Mrs. Clinton's point, investors today are holding stocks for a much shorter period of time, okay, as well as fund managers, too. Very interesting how all this is coming out. You know, from, from 1929 to 2014, I've got a chart here in front of me that, that, that show, and I'm not going to go through every year, but it shows the average length of time that an investor would hold a stock. For example, back in, back in, the, in, in the 70s, the average investor would hold a stock for between 5 to 10 years. Back in the 50s, they would hold it for 15 to 20 years. In the 80s, they would hold it for around five years. In the 90s, they would hold it for around three and a half years. Well, today, in, at the end of December 2014, and this is by, by uh, Ned Davis Research, the average investor is hold, holding their, their, their average length of uh, holding time is 1.92 years. Wow. Just barely enough to get over that one-year mark. Well, it's 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 almost two years, yeah, just a little bit shy of two years. Right. So, in looking at that, then we go we go back and we say, well, you know, what where's what's going on with the professionals, the money managers, the the mutual fund companies, and and seventy nine percent of investment managers surveyed have less than fifty percent of their compensation based off of longer term performance measures. Most of them are being compensated based off of a year's worth of performance measures oh, okay. rather than a three- or a five-year of the design of the mutual fund. So everything is getting compacted. You know, and Mrs. Clinton goes on to talking about, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, she wants to, you know, limit the ability for people to make a quick buck in and out of the market, okay, mm -hmm. from, from time to time. Now, a lot of people do that. For certain reasons, they'll put money into an investment, and then boom! All of a sudden, an investment might, you know, take off. Um, you know, I, w I was uh, watching a, a biotech stock over the last year and a half, and it was just cruising along fine, fine, fine. And then recently, it it literally almost doubled in value because somebody came in to buy it at a premium. So you never know what's going to happen. So think about that investor who, who said, hey, you know what, I'm going to put money in XYZ place. And then a few months later, unbeknownst to them, somebody comes along and acquires it for a premium because they like the company. And then, boom, it shoots way up. And don't you want to take a little money off the table if you're an investor when that happens? Possibly. Absolutely. Yeah. That's part of, the, that's part of the, the scenario here, too, that I'm, that I'm going into further and further here, Chris. But, but that's a good lead into, you know, when you put money into an investment, you may have certain parameters that says, you know what, if I can get, you know, if the investment, suppose you, you, you put money into an investment and you say, you know what, I'd like to get a 7% a return as an example on this. You know, there's no guarantees to any of this, obviously. But then all of a sudden, in a shorter period of time, you reach that objective of your return on money, and then you take a look at your investment and you go, you know what, it's gone up too much too quickly. I'm going to pull some money back out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so the design through the tax legislation here that she's talking about is to say, no, 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 no. You need to keep it in there for a longer period of time because we want more investment versus trade. Yeah, but you could also lose your profit by doing that quite a bit. That's exactly what my point is, yeah. is now you're going to be having a tax scenario make investment decisions. And what, what ultimately is going to take place, what I think, 
is ultimately going to take place is we're going to see less money being invested for fear of tax of excess taxation on right, all of this. Right. And so it's kind of an interesting scenario. I, you know, I did some research to look at both sides of this whole thing. Uh, and what I mean by both sides, not Democrat, Republican, but what I mean by both sides is keeping it the same or lowering it or increasing in, in the sliding scale like this. And, and it's coming down to, at the end of the day, we need to have money going into the capital markets. We also need to understand you know, you know that, that, yeah, you, you need to be reasonably taxed. Now, now some will debate, well, this is money. This money's already been taxed. I'm not consuming it. Why is it taxed again? And that gets into politics and stuff, and that's not what this show is about. There's plenty of shows around there <laughs> on the airs about that. My point is this, is as we get closer and closer to election season, oh, well, maybe it's already started, right, <laughs> the election season, okay? <laughs> We're going to hear more and more debate about this type of a scenario here and this is the first one really out of the gate that i've that i've really seen about it and it's got some interesting um uh, uh talking points to it yeah it's got from some the, new from ones. the standpoint of getting some press definitely yeah about it. i know i was just ask you don't don't you think maybe the spirit behind this is not necessarily a bad thing keeping people in the savings mode for the long-term invest i think maybe that's that, that, the goal that, that is a great point. You know, she went on to talk about she wants to stop this this short-term trading that's conducted over days, hours, or even milliseconds, citing the the um, uh, you know the, the the quick traders. I forget the term the term day real quick. Yeah, you know, not necessarily the day traders, but the people that are sitting up there on Wall Street getting the feeds down the street. You know, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. trading with the algorithms and stuff. But but yeah, so so they're you know so. So it's kind of an interesting scenario. I think that in any debate, though, you always want to come to the table with a truckload of things that you're willing to give away in the negotiation that you didn't really think was going to happen anyway. And maybe that's the purpose of this chart, uh, you know, to, to go, hey, we're going to go really high with this stuff, knowing that that's not going to go through. So at the end of the day here, here's, here's the, my, my message on this section of, of today's show, okay? First of all, it's not politics, not Republican, Democrat, or anything like that. That's not what the message is. The message is this, is that at the end of the day, we have to understand that we have larger deficits, okay? And one way or the other, we have to protect or minimize exposure to taxation, okay? There's lots of different ways that we can minimize through, through proper investing, investing in, and even if you, you know, I actually sat down with a mutual fund company yesterday and was going over some of this stuff. Even if you invest in a mutual fund that has a small turnover rate, you know, think about a turnover rate inside of a mutual fund here. When you buy a mutual fund, you put money into a mutual fund, you're actually paying for a fund manager to buy and sell. They're buying and selling on your behalf, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, how, how much do they turn over the entire portfolio throughout the course of the year? Well, if you take the average long-term, uh, if you take the average large company growth fund, it has a portfolio turnover rate of about 64%. That means 64% of the stocks at the beginning of the year are going to be gone by the end of the year. Well, some mutual funds have a, a turnover rate of 92%. Some of them have a turnover rate of 39%. Take a look at what your mutual fund uh, your mutual fund's turnover rate is, and then you can see the tax impact at the end of the year on a possible dividend, I mean, uh, excuse me, capital gain distribution in a non-IRA account. But this all comes back around to government 
uh, at the federal and local level are all you know underwater. We all know that, and it's very timely here that that um, uh, this announcement was made the other day out of Chicago, and and it goes on. This is by the Tax Foundation that Cook County commissioners uh, on July fifteenth. Okay, voted to increase. This is in Chicago. Voted to increase its sales tax rate in Cook County to a 10.25 percent effective rate beginning January 1st next year, because their pension is underfunded. So you're going to start seeing more and more ways, and we've talked about this in the past. More and more ways that government at the federal, state, and local level are going to start taxing us more and more. Take a look at the Easy Pass. Take a look at all these different scenarios, right? Oh. All these different th- different types of, of scenarios. So, so we as investors need to understand tax allocation. We need to understand and focus on our net after-tax income. Those are the dollars that we can spend on food and shelter and things of that nature. So I went on and on a little bit about this this morning. We're going to take a quick break. But give us a call if you'd like to talk about taxes. And there's lots of tax strategies out there on how to minimize your taxes while you're accumulating your money as well as distributing your assets during retirement. Give us a ring here at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Spend today in a conversation in the mirror face to face with somebody less than perfect. I wouldn't choose me first if I was looking for a chance. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved, and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate, 571-490-7117, or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage, 571-490-7117. Troy Turow and McLean Mortgage Corporations in MLS number Listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in, we've got some lines available for you right now at 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Anything you'd like to talk about, you're welcome to talk to our financial and retirement expert in studio, Mr. Larry Rosenthal. 
So let's talk. Let's continue talking about taxes today and investment, and let's talk about some good things in taxes with investments. How's that sound? Wait a minute. You said good and taxes in the same sentence. You realize? Absolutely, I did. Okay. Absolutely. That's that's correct. You know, it, we're we're just over halfway through the year, and there's a lot of college funding money out there in 529 plans. Well, remember last year, okay. Um, it, it used to be in 529 plans, you were only allowed to make one investment change a year. If you made two, then you lost the tax-free distribution capabilities of that 529 plan. But last December, Congress changed that and, and, and came out and said, now you can make two changes per year. The owners of 529 plans you know, can now make two adjustments per year and still not lose the tax the tax advantage treatment that the 529 plan brings. Okay, so backing, so just up, just, to, backing up just a little bit on this, the 529 plan is the plan that's designed for college savings, right? That's the Yes, exactly. Okay, okay. 529 plan, and, and the way it works is you put money into it. While the money's in there, it's growing tax-deferred, meaning there are no taxes. And then when you pull the money out, as long as it comes out for qualified educational expenses, it's, it, it's distributed tax-free. Okay. And it used to be that you were able to only make one change per year as far as your investment allocation goes. And it's a pretty well, good investment for most. For most, uh, It is, but the problem is, is as markets move or as your child or grandchild approaches college, you may want to slowly take risk off the table uh, so that you don't lose money, right? Yeah, but you're the stuck closer you are in time. Years. Gotcha. Yeah, the closer you are in time to needing your dollars, the more conservative it needs to be. Well, remember, in December of 2014, Congress enabled us to now change uh, the investments twice. So we're all, you know we're a little over halfway through this year. So take a look to see how much you know if you've made your rebalance or if you even need to. But remember, you have two of them for this year without having it go through. Um, uh, you know, losing the, the tax benefit of the plan. Always consult your tax advisor uh, whenever you're looking at, at, at anything like that. If you want information on that, I've got a newsletter here that we can send out to you regarding the 529 plan. And, and it's important that you really get a hold of this because you don't want to end up saving for all these years and then lose the biggest benefit that, that uh, it can give you, which is the tax benefit on everything. Well, can, so. can we dive into that a little bit? Because I'm curious, if you've got a kid going to school and then you're thinking about those college years coming up and you're looking at your investments, what are the, I guess it does depend on the kind of income that you have and all of the rest of it for personal situations, but what are the questions you need to ask yourself when you're thinking about college investing for your children? Well, you know, Chris, it's, it's I, the, the late, oh, gosh, that, that, that opens up a whole can <laughs> of conversation here, but when you're talking about college funding for your kids or your grandkids, several questions really come up. One is, what's the length of time until the, uh, the child goes to school? What are our resources as far as, um, you know, the ability to save money? Uh, you know, everybody wants to get a scholarship, obviously, and, and, and grants and things like that. Take a look at all that opportunity there. Well, clearly, earlier is better, right? I mean, if you're thinking about it, the longer you can invest for your children. If you've got a grandparent that has a new grandbaby, that's the time to start, right? It is. It really, really is. And 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 you really need to take a look at at the college hurdle rate. You know, uh, there there's some numbers out now that that are really, um, in my opinion, moving the ball a little bit when it comes to college funding. You know, the the when you take a look at the 
the uh, average tuition increase for, at a public school uh, in 2013 and 14 was just 1.2%, and private was was 1.8%. Uh, so people are going, oh, well, college isn't increasing that much anymore. Well, you know what? Maybe they just took a break because it's usually between 7 and 9% increases. So here's the scenario, when the, the ultimate answer to your question, Chris, and and the answer is this, is you need to really take a look at the prepaid tuition plans and the 529 market-based plans. Now, I know a lot of advisors that are listening to the show here are going to be like, oh, don't talk about prepaid, right? Well, you know what? When you're doing financial planning with people, okay, you, 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 you really have to stop and take a look at it from a, 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 the whole perspective. If you have a child who's, let's say, three years old or one who's 13 years old, you look at the time frames and you go, you know what? I've got to save money one way or the other. Maybe I'm going to put it into the 529 market-based plan, so you've got to put in X amount of $100 per month. That money's going to go up and down in the market, right? Mm -hmm. Or you've got to put in X amount of dollars per month in the prepaid tuition plan, and now your rate is locked in. So it takes away the opportunity for you to get to earn extra money. It also puts at risk of the college adding an additional fee that's not covered. But in the market-based plan, now you have the, the opportunity to gain more money, or you have the opportunity, if the markets move against you at the wrong time, to lose some of those hard-earned tuition dollars you've saved over time. So a lot of times, Chris, we'll sit down with clients and we'll show them both scenarios. Sometimes they end up doing a little bit of both. Sometimes they lean one way or the other. But when you're taking a look at it, this is a very, you know, it's an emotional question. It's a very <laughs> tough question. And, and oftentimes, okay, when when uh, clients are, are, are putting money into 529 plans, they put the same dollar amount into everybody's right down to the cent. So everybody's treated equal. The problem that some, some grandparents have is, well, little Tommy is seven and, and little Johnny is nine. So on a discounted cash flow basis, I should put less money in, in, in the older child. you know. And they get into all these crazy formulas and stuff sometimes, but they want to keep everything equal for everybody. You know? So... But uh, to answer your question, the, the, the toughest questions that you want to ask in the college funding is, you know, which plan do I, do I really want to go with? Do I want to maybe pay a little bit more in the prepaid plan or take a little bit of market risk in the market uh, type of a program? So those are the underlying questions when it comes to college funding. At the end of the day, though, there's all kinds of stats, and we've all seen these on how college grads usually tend to make more money, sure. have longer employment, you know, and, and all types of different opportunities, open the doors open up for them. So it's important to really take a look at all this. The College Board has all this information. Uh, out there. You can just Google up the college board and, and it's there. Or go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and shoot me off an email. I'll be more than happy to send you out all this information and this data. But at the end of the day, my point is, you know, we're a little over halfway through this year and you've got two rebalances that you have the capability of doing. So, you know, consult your tax advisor and then uh, take a look at where your, your funds are located there. Hey, we're going to take a quick break again. Let's give us a ring here this morning at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-ROSE-123. 855-767-3123 to meet, reach me with any of your financial planning or investment questions. Listen to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal, and we will be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. 
That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. You want click to me. Stand face to face with the younger me. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. I'd live like I'm not scared Give when it's not fair Live life for another Take time for another Fight for the weak ones Speak out for freedom Find faith in the battle Stand tall, be above it all Fix my You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. If you'd like to dial in, the number is 855-767-3123. Give us a call, 855-ROSE-123. Sure. Let's go ahead and welcome Jamie on the line. Hi. Yeah, I have a husband who's fresh out of medical school, and so we're encountering some um, medical school debt, and we're starting the payments this month. But basically, we have a, from our income, current income, we have a surplus of almost 2000 a month. So the question is, what percentage do we pay off of the medical school loans? Do we save for a down payment on a house? Do we start our retirement? What's the best way to divide up our surplus? And how much do you have saved up right now in the bank? Saved in the bank, we have $30,000. And when do you want to buy a house? About two years. And how much do you owe on the medical loans? I'm almost afraid to ask. <laughs> no, it, we're, we're very fortunate. I was able to work while he was in school, so it's only about $30,000, which considering yeah. what other students owe, that's, that's not bad. That is really, really good. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, we're fortunate, so we want to stay smart about it. Yep. I'll tell you what. Go ahead and um, accelerate the loan payments. And okay. save at the same time, so you have an extra okay. two thousand a month. I would go ahead and put a thousand in the bank and a thousand towards those loan payments. All right. That's exactly what I would do. Congratulations! Hey, that's managing money very, very well. I, I was just thinking, Larry, that 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 is actually kind of what we were talking about. I mean, if you're thinking about investing, if you had all that money put away, then at the end of the day, you wouldn't have to worry about loans. But loans, in they do come into play. They absolutely do come into play, you know. I mean, if you really take a look at it, you know, OPM, other people's money. There's, there's, you know, when you when you borrow money, if you're borrowing money to buy the big screen TV to slam up on your wall, 
that might not be the best use of loaning, you know, of using a loan, but to, to further education, buy an appreciating asset, those are good, good, good resources, good ways to do it. You know, so you said uh, at the break you had some questions on college funding, Chris. Well, yeah, I was just wondering at the end of the day, and we're again talking about loans when you're when you're going to college, and what if it's what if it's uh, the college kid decides I'm not going to go to school? Sorry. Then what about those five twenty nine plans? What about well, all on the regarding the five twenty nine plan, you can always you as the owner or the custodian of the five twenty nine plan. You can always change the beneficiary. So if your child says, hey, I'm not going to school for whatever reason, you can change it to another child if you wanted to. I or you can change that. it to, yeah, or you can change it to a niece or somebody or back to yourself so that you can go take classes or whatever. But at the end of the day, if there's nobody to give, you know, to change it to who's going to take colleges, I mean, take uh, college classes, then you pull the money out, you pay taxes and a 10% penalty. That's the deal. And for some parents, that right there, when the kids are young, they don't like that parameter. They're like, you know, I'm worried if, you know, something doesn't happen, you know. And one of the good things is, you know, if the, if the child gets a scholarship, you get all the, you, you get the money back and it comes back tax-free as well. Oh, wait, so, whoa, so, wait a minute. I didn't understand that. So it's a, yeah. That's a little-known yeah. fact. I didn't know that. There's all kinds of little-known facts all over the place. Right. Wow. That's pretty neat. Think about all the little known facts that are working in your car every day, right? As you drive. <laughs> <laughs> there's all kind. There's always no, little known there's facts. Those little little deals there. Yeah. No, that's pretty good. That's that's pretty neat. Yeah. So so that gives you know you have the flexibility that type of of a scenario as well. And and one of the things in in the five twenty nine plans too is is we've seen people make sure they don't overfund the 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 plan because. That money comes out with a 10% penalty on top of it, right, if, if you're not using it for qualified educational expenses. So make sure you're putting in the right amount of money. Work it off of a financial plan. Um, it, it's a good program if you understand how to use it and, and use it correctly. So uh, definitely. Well, hey, give us a ring here at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Reach me live here in the studio. Let's go ahead and uh, put Cleo on the line here, Chris. What's, yeah, got to uh, get her on hold here, I think. Go ahead and pick her up. There we go. Good morning, Cleo. How are you today? Good morning, Larry. I have a quick question. I had an employee um, 401K, and it has been doing good for a while. All of a sudden, over the last three, four years, my employer has changed the company they invest with. Now they have created their own investment, and it's not doing very well at all. I'm now losing funds. Do you think it's a good idea to move it to a regular investment company and see how best it will can do? Cleo, is this is this an old employer or a current employer? Old employer. Yes, I would recommend moving it to your own IRA. Okay, and 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 this is a perfect example of of one of the reasons why, you know, you have you have money at your old employer's plan and it's subject to fees if they're not going to charge you fees since you're not an active employee there anymore. Okay. And you have no control over the investment objectives. And like you said, to your point here, Cleo, they've changed the investment objectives, and you're not happy with them. Well, by rolling the money out into your own IRA, you do a trustee-to-trustee transfer. It's a non-taxable event, and now you can invest in pretty much anything that's available inside IRAs. 
you can control where the money goes, work with a financial advisor, or, 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 what, or do it yourself, either way. Um, and and that'll give you a greater investment choices. But over the last three or four years, they sh- they should be doing okay. Make sure you contact your old employer and ask for the rollover forms. You need they're either going to do it for you one of two ways: either by over the phone initiating the check made payable to the new IRA custodian, or they're going to have to send you out paperwork that you need to fill out to do to do the uh, rollover transfer. Okay. Okay, thank you. Wonderful. Absolutely. Yep, if you'd like, I'll put you on hold, and we'll send you out some information on how to do the 401K rollover, okay? Yes, thank you, Larry, for helping. Absolutely, because you want to make sure you do it correctly. So, that, Yeah, you want to make sure you do it correctly so that you don't end up with an unnecessary tax. Make sure that okay. that money stays tax-free on the transfer. Let me put you on hold, Cleo, just a second. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, the Larry Rosenthal Show. Go ahead and give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Some good news are out, is out this year, Chris, by the Federal Reserve just came out. The nation's household debt service, okay, and that's defined as debt service payments to fi- and financial obligations, and it's stated as a percentage of, check it out, your disposable personal income which is, hey, how much money do I have left over at the end of the month? What am I doing with it? Well, it was is it 9.92% as of the end of the first quarter this year, and that's down from 13.13, a little over 13% in, in, uh, before the financial crisis in the fourth quarter of 2007. That is great, great news, okay? It, it really is. Just means and we have more income to spend at the end of the day. Is that what that means? That's what it means. It means that on a per household basis, we have been lowering our debt, which is a great thing, oh, right? I see. So it's the debt to yes. spending uh, ratio thing that a lot of credit companies look at too as being good things. So that's correct. That's yeah. correct. And this is one of the things that the Federal Reserve really look at when they're when they're looking at their monetary policy and stuff like that. So. Um, nice. Uh, which is great. So this has been tracked since 1980, and check this out. It has never been below 10%. Oh, okay. so we are, this is a record here. Yep. And Well, it actually, in 2012, it dropped a little bit for, for a little bit. But but that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Keep paying down your debt, okay? It, it, it's important. So uh, as especially as we move closer and closer into retirement years or whatever the case may be. And that's just common sense. But, you know. Takes us a while, right? Now, when she's talking about 401ks, uh, I kind of have a question for you, if you don't mind. When you're looking at 401ks and ways to save to retire, you always want to take advantage of of that company 401k, but it's usually not enough, right? Or it may not be enough. So you got to look at other investments too. Well, you're you're you know, listen you who you're talking to. Job. I'm always going to encourage people to save, right? <laughs> so, yes, sir. Um, yeah, you know what. 401k plans or retirement sponsored plans at at your employer are a tremendous way to save money, especially when they match dollars. Free money, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's very very good. So, um, yeah. So so put in at least what the employer matches, if not more. In addition to that, do some of your own additional savings and 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 programs as well. Hmm. You always want to be trying to save dollars, Chris. As you know, think about this. You know, when when you get to retirement, you know now. You're going to be living off of, you know, maybe a pension, some Social Security, and your savings and investments for the next 20, 30 years in retirement. So you've got to have it managed well. You've got to have it protected, tax efficient, you know, pretty much the whole nine yards, what we do every day. And we're living Listen off- to Larry Rosen. 
Pardon me? And we're living longer. We are living longer. That's a good thing, too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. That is good. Yeah, it is. So, hey, give us a ring here at 855-ROSE-123. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. He said I've been where you've been before, down every hallway's a slamming door. No way out, no one to come and save me, wasting a life that the good Lord gave me. Remember those kids that you keep your kids away from? Those kids that society doesn't seem to know what to do with? That kid you saw on the street corner last week? Remember that kid that, well, you feel sorry for? The dropout, the pregnant teen, the drug addict. Those are the kids that Youth for Tomorrow wants to reach. And Youth for Tomorrow has reached nearly 800 children since opening its doors in 1986. That's 800 young men and women helped to become responsible and effective members of society. The founder and chairman of Youth for Tomorrow, former Washington Redskins coach and current NASCAR team owner Joe Gibbs, says if we don't do what we can to influence our young people, there are plenty of others who will in the wrong direction. For more information about Youth for Tomorrow, call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You can help turn a negative into a positive. Call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. There must be something in the Listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in, I've got a couple of lines available for you. The phone number is 855 767 3123. 855 Rose 123. Larry. Sure. Let's go ahead and welcome Brenda on the line from the district. Good morning, Brenda. How are you? I'm great and blessed. Good. How can I help you today? Uh, yes. Um, I currently pay match what uh, my employee puts into my. 401k, and when 9-11 happened, I lost a tremendous amount of money. So two years ago, I dropped like 50% of what I put in. Would you advise me to put the 50% back? Yes, I would. I would encourage savings all the time. If you can afford to save the money, then I would do that. And and every year, I would try to increase your savings amount that goes into the 401k plan until you max it out. Absolutely. Wow. Because what has to happen here is, remember, the one of the secrets to accumulating wealth is acquiring more and more shares. And when the market goes down, those are great times to buy because you get more and more shares, okay? Um, that's really what has to happen, Brenda, okay? So, yes, I would inc encourage you to go ahead and continue to put more money back into your company's uh, 401K plan. Okay. What about when 9-11 happened and I lost money? You know, when when the market pulls back based off of geopolitical issues such as that, and we all know it was, it was horrible, we all hope and pray nothing like that happens ever again, but the markets will pull back from time to time on, on different reasons, whether it's economical, whether it's an economic thing or, or something. 
And during those periods of time, that's when you make money. That's when you put buy more and more shares. Now, you may want to – you could move some of your principal aside, but keep buying more and more shares at, at low rates, okay? When, when the market goes down, you'll buy more and more shares, and you'll accumulate more and more dollars. You know, if you take a look here – I actually have some charts in front of me here today. Um, the The average – bear market, the average time the market is not doing well, is much, much shorter than the longer, you know, seven or eight year runs of the market when it's doing well. So when the markets are down, that's a great time to actually buy. So yes, I want you to start putting more money incrementally back into your 401k plan. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal. Show us welcome Elise on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Elise. How are you today? Good morning, Larry. I am very well, thank you. Good. How can I help you today? Uh, my question is, we have just sold our first flip, which is great. We have a lot of profit, and we also have a lot of debt incurred from some real estate training and obviously investments in the house we just sold. So since we have the, we have about $50,000, and I need to decide whether to just, you know, my first instinct is pay off all the debt and be debt-free. But I know I've heard you speak before about interest versus income and different things. So, okay, Elise, this yeah, this is going to be a fun call here. So, do you plan on continuing to to flip properties? We plan on wholesaling, so it's a kind of a flip, but not the year's worth of labor involved in preparing it for resale. Okay, so basically, you 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 and your husband are probably trying to start some sort of a uh, what I would call you know, you know a little private business buying and selling real estate from time to time selling it for profits you might flip one you might wholesale one you might do different things right exactly okay so so here's the scenario in real estate one of the most powerful things that we have is the ability of leverage taking a loan out right and just making debt service on that loan. The same problem exists when we get too overextended. So, you know, I don't know what all your numbers are, but let me just give you a scenario here. Let's suppose we buy property A, and suppose it's worth, you know, $400,000, and you've put um, 80000 into it, which is 20%, right? And now property A is worth $500,000, and you want to sell it. So, hey, guess what? You made hundred grand, right? Now, short-term capital gains, put some of the tax money aside, right? Or maybe you're going to do a 1031 Starker exchange and roll it over tax-free to another property, okay? So suppose you do that. Now you've got that money there. Um, so, so now you're, you're buying another property, increasing wealth there. My point is that as you buy these properties, if you continue to purchase them and keep them for rentals, Make sure that they're getting paid down. So take the take the profits of the flip of property number three and pay off property number one. So it's a cash-free rental for you, okay? okay. When you're looking at, at building a real estate portfolio like this, there's two ways that you're going to garner a lot of money. One is, or, or, or have the opportunity to get it, I should say. One is... <laughs> You know, because real estate always only goes up, right? Wrong. Okay. So, yeah. so one way is equity appreciation. You buy the home today at four hundred grand. Next year, it's worth five hundred grand. 
right? So that's only that scenario is only going to happen for a period of time. The next scenario is more of a traditional way to 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 create a, a, a good amount of wealth and cash flow from real estate, and that is to have the property paid for and turn it into a rental. You know, stop and think about this. If you have a property, let me just do some simple math here. If you have a property that that's that's worth let's say four hundred thousand dollars and it's paid for, <clears throat> okay, and you're getting uh, twenty thousand dollars a year in rent, that's like a five percent yield for you. That's five percent of income on that. That's pretty reasonable. So as you're you have to decide what it is you and your husband want to do with this. Do you want to try and make money in the increase in equity and flipping these properties, or do you want to try and make money in cash flow to have free cash flow. You know, if you had four or five properties paying you two grand a month in retirement and they were all free and clear, that's a nice pensionable stream of income during your retirement years. You see what I mean? So fig- figure out what the goal is there and just don't get overextended because when you're looking to flip properties from a equity appreciation standpoint, buying at 400 today, selling it at 500 that's going to happen based off of supply and demand of people buying and selling the homes. When you're looking at getting the homes paid for and rental income coming in, that's going to be dependent on economics inside the economy. If the economy is contracting and people's jobs are, are becoming tighter and tighter, then the rental income may go up because people are afraid to buy. So you might have a stronger rental at that particular point. Whereas right now what's happening in the rental markets, when you take a look at the economy, the economy is expanding. First-time home buyers or first-time uh, home sales it has been rising since June of 2012. That's great. But at the same time, when you take a look at wage inflation, that has not been um, uh, keeping up. So the the acceleration of equity jumping up from four hundred to five hundred thousand dollars is is very muted at best, and rentals are still strong. So you have to really take a look at all that stuff. But at the end of the day, your your question, Elise, was basically don't get overextended on all this stuff, and have a game plan in mind on what you want to try to do, and don't fall in love with these properties. Treat it as a business. Gotcha. So kind of threw a lot at you there, but if you want, I've I, you know I help clients with this uh, a lot with uh, fi- in their overall financial planning. I'd be happy to send you out some literature, or or give you some direction on it all. Actually, I have we've been to one of your seminars, and I did okay. meet with one of your people in the past, and I was very impressed with the the skill level, the knowledge. Really nice people. So if you want to put me on hold, and I can just make an appointment to come talk to someone. I'd be happy sure, to Sure, absolutely. That. Let me go ahead and do that. I'll put you on hold, Elise. Appreciate the phone Thanks. call. Have a good weekend. Yep. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring here at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. There is a lot to financial planning. You yeah. Take a look at this phone call. There is a tremendous amount to financial planning, right? Chris is sitting here going, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. Yeah. what are we going to do, right? <laughs> no, but when you stop and boil this stuff down and really think about it, you know, what a great game plan. You know, and you got to choose if you want to be a landlord or not, right? And and how you're going to go about doing this type of a, a, a scenario. But real estate is an asset class, and there's lots of different ways to participate in it, either in real property or intangible. Well, you Whether see those you, ads you, constantly. You know, you can make money in real estate. You know, you see a lot of those things for those different kinds of schools and education. So, I mean, certainly, there's some some money to be made there. 
There is. You can make money in a lot of different places, and you can lose money in a lot of different places <laughs> as careful. well. That's why you need yeah, to Yeah, and, and, you know, there's a season for everything, Chris. So you really have to understand what you're, what you're trying to do with it all and, and you know, just kind of go from there. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyway, it's all good. It's a good thing. Hey, next week uh, we're going to have another session of Making Money Sense. We come on the air every Saturday morning. Uh, you know, from from nine to ten, you can also go to my website and check out our latest uh, articles and things of that nature. We're we're getting ready to ramp up uh, some social media on our website. Nice, uh, a little little behind on that, but uh, you know, we're 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 doing that here with some Facebook and things. Actually, if if you like, we've got a brand new Facebook page, Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. You can go out to Facebook and search on it and like us if you like. And I've got uh, all kinds of articles and things that I pop up there. So go to go to your Facebook. And uh, search on us for Rosenthal Wealth Management Group right. and, and uh, like us there. So it'll be kind of kind of fun to uh, to do that. As a matter of fact, I, I'll challenge you. Let's do it. Let's see uh, how many likes we can get um, uh, w- with it all and, and see if we can drive our uh, our new uh, Facebook tech person crazy <laughs> in the office. I, I would like appreciate it. that. Yep. Like let's, let's go ahead and do that. So. <laughs> Oh, uh, definitely. So, hey, Chris, we're coming down to the last moments of the show. Do we have time for a commercial break, or we do, we're what are we doing one. here? Yeah, if we do a quick one. Yep, let's just take a quick break, and we'll be back in a moment with more of the Larry Rosenthal Show. You are listening to Making Money Sense Live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Spend today in the conversation, in the mirror, face to face with somebody less than perfect. I wouldn't choose me first if I was looking for a chance. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571 570-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate. 571-490-7117 or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage. 571-490-7117. Troy Turow and McLean Mortgage Corporations in MLS number 5618 and 99665. You are listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show here, and the phone number is 855-767-3123, and you can also call that number during the week, right, Larry? Absolutely. Lots of people do give us a ring during the week. They want some information that they may have heard about on the show or they're visiting our website. Go check out the website, LarryRosenthal.com. We've got today's uh, subject matter, which we never even got to. You can download it uh, right to your own uh, device or computer there, as well as all of our educational sections there. So you can give us a ring during the week at 855-ROSE-123. 
We'll be happy to send you out any information or answer your questions on anything that you have. So for for Josh in the back, Bob's out today. For Josh in the back and Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week, and we'll be back next Saturday with another session of the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.